reignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ugo. There was a man who was blind. Jesus put clay on his eyes.
glad to be in the presence of God. And for those of you who are watching online, you are also in the presence of God. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God is not hindered by distance at all. You are also in the presence of God. And I want you to arrange yourself well, and I want you to enjoy the presence of God. Hallelujah. Well, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to inform you that you are about to experience some very, very good word. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know about you, but one of the good things about Tuesdays is that the service is a very, very refreshing time after all the hustle and bustle of the day. And when the word of God comes, it has a way of soothing our souls, even though many times it also rebukes us, but it leaves us feeling soothed. And that's the beauty and the magic of the word of God. Yeah, that double-edged sword, but it's still able to leave you feeling well soothed and it gives you a sweet feeling in the belly so tonight i want you to stand to your feet because there is a vessel through whom god delivers his word that is quick and his word that is powerful his word that is alive that is reaching into your life tonight to solve some problems in your life tonight to lift your life up where it belongs tonight i want you to put your hands together and with a shout join me and let's welcome to this international pulpit the bishop Edwin Morgan O'Gall as he brings us the word of God for tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise tonight. Make some noise. Bless his name tonight. What a joy to gather around the word of God. You know, the word of God is so beautiful and so sweet that technically we should be able, and so important that technically we should be able to gather like this around God's word every day. Every day every day. So, I really believe that we are not doing well. I believe we are not doing well, but our God is a God of mercy. And tonight, this Tuesday evening, I am very happy 
that I have the privilege to share the word of God with you. And I also want you to know you are privileged to sit at the feet of Christ to hear his word. We don't take it for granted at all. It's a great blessing. And so tonight, I want to share with you God's word. And I'm continuing to share with you. You may please be seated if you are standing. If you are at home, you may please be seated. I've been teaching from this masterpiece, Faith Secrets. And it's a book I want to encourage every believer to have. Unless you are not aware that without faith, you cannot be a pleasing child to God. In fact, tonight, I'm going to talk about this. Pleasing God with your faith. But faith is very important. That's how we are saved. That is how we live. That is how we walk. That is how we please God. And so any opportunity you have to build your faith must be embraced. I don't know how long God is going to give me the green light to teach from this book. But even if I move on to another book, I'm sure by the grace of God, I'll get to come back to teach from it because our faith must be solid. Our faith must be great. Our faith must be strong because our Christian lives are founded on our faith. In fact, the Bible says that just shall live by his faith. You know, the New Testament puts it differently. They just shall live by faith. But the Old Testament says that just shall live by his faith. So, you don't develop your faith for me. It is my faith that allows me to live the life I'm living. And I pray that our faith will be strengthened. The disciples told Jesus, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. Boost up our faith. So tonight, I pray that your faith will be increased. And I am teaching, last week I taught from chapter number four. Faith is to obey pleasurable commands. And today, the title of the chapter, which is chapter five, is, and I'm talking about this, I'm preaching from this chapter, faith is to go forward. Faith is to go forward. When you are not going forward, you are not living a life of faith. 
and therefore you are not pleasing God. And therefore you are living a life that you should be worried about. Faith, believing in God, is going forward. And I'm reading from Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Chapter 9. Just two verses from Deuteronomy. I'm reading verse 22. And 23. And at Tabera and at Massa and at Kibrot Hatava ye provoked the Lord to wrath. So, you must, even in this verse, be aware that God is monitoring your life. You know, Bishop Kobe talked about God monitoring your offerings. That was a powerful revelation. So, I think it stands to reason that I should also follow it up. That God is monitoring your life. Seriously, God is watching you. I mean, he knows where you displease him. As you are moving, he knows the, the places. You displease him in the toilet. You displease him in the office. You displease him in the car. Here we see three places. Massa is a place. Tabera is a place. And Kibrot Hatava is also a place. Yes. So God is looking at your life. And I think that it's very important we, 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 we know that God is not only looking at your life in Jerusalem. Like God just looks at your life in, in church when you come to church. But when you are in Tabera, he's watching you. He's watching you in school. He's watching you behind the office block. He's watching you in the classroom. And I pray that God will find you pleasing to him everywhere. Whether at Tabera, whether at Massa, or at Kibrot Hatava. Verse number 23. When the likewise, when the Lord sent you from Kadesh Barnea, saying, go up and possess the land which I have given you. Go and possess it. Then ye rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God. And ye believed him not. Nor hearkened to his voice. So we are seen here 
that God gives an instruction. Go up and possess the land. Advance and possess the land. And then we see here, God says that, and you believed him not. That is, you did not have faith. Because having faith in God is the same as advancing forward. Go and possess it. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, I don't know who is online. And I can't see the faces well of those in church. The masks have masked their faces. But I want you to know, as a matter of fact, that there are lands, places, territories for you to go and take. And God wants you to go forward. Forward. So when you are a man of faith, when you are a man of faith, you are pleasing God by moving forward. And it is very important that you walk by faith. It's very important. It is imperative that you go forward. Therefore, I bind every spirit of stagnation in any area of your life in Jesus' name. Any area of your life, anything that makes you remain at the same place, moving around in circles, I curse it in the name of Jesus. I disallow it in the name of Jesus. I bind it in the name of Jesus. I push it away in the name of Jesus. I forbid your life from going round and 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 round in circles. I see you advancing. I pray that you will have an appetite to go forward. You know, I've encountered all sorts of people. But one amazing group I have seen in life whose lot has held me spellbound in amazement is a category of people who have no desire to go forward. They have no desire to advance in their lives. It's like a little is okay for them. A little is okay for them. Now, I'm going to share, I'm preaching for just some 10, 15 minutes. But I'm going to let you understand that, look, first of all, when you don't go forward, when you don't advance in your life, when you are stagnating at a place and not advancing, you are in a very, very precarious place in life. Very dangerous. And I'm going to explain to you why it is very dangerous. Do not allow yourself to be anywhere, any area of your life. There must be an appetite. There must be an impulse to move you forward. Never settle for a life 
that is okay. Never. And the reason is very simple. And I'm going to give you that reason in two minutes. You must decide. I'm preaching from faith secrets. You must decide to keep moving forward. And possess the land that God gives to you. Advancing is an act of faith. Advancing is an act of faith. Any time you are not advancing. That is in your ministry you are okay. In your work as a pastor, you are okay. In your academic life, you are okay with your 68%. Marriage is fine. Now, anytime you are not advancing and you are okay, remember that you have stopped acting and living by faith. It's worth repeating. I may say this twice or thrice because it must, this must filter and percolate into your spirit. Whenever you are not advancing in life, it means that you are okay. And whenever you are okay and you settle, you are not walking by faith. Now, A life that doesn't have faith in it. That is. A life that doesn't have the element of believing God for something. Is a life that displeases God. You must be constantly believing God for something. The Bible says the path of the just, Proverbs 4, 18, is like the shining light and it shines more and more. There is no life in God that allows stagnation. The path, the way of life of the just is like the light that shines more and more. The other translations will say brighter and brighter. Very important. Psalm 84 says, those that come to Zion go from strength to strength. So there should be no time your strength has plateaued. There should be no time your brightness has remained the same. Your brightness must go more and more, brighter and brighter. That is, no matter your level of excellence, there must be an engine in you that drives you, that propels you for higher heights and a better life. There is no excellence that should let you plateau. No one who in school, we had fail, pass, good, credit, whatever, and excellent. Yeah. And when you get excellent, it's like you are the best in the class. I mean, you, you are done. Now, in the Bible, excellent is not the highest. 
there is something called more excellent in Hebrews. Yes, I will show you a more excellent way. So no matter your performance, there is something higher. I said, no matter your performance, there is something higher. And faith makes you move forward. A lot of us settle for very little. You look at people and what makes them proud. And you wonder, you wonder, I mean, but you see, it is also very easy to explain it as Africans because we really haven't grown up with, most Africans grew up with little. I mean, we, it's, it's a continent of poverty and, and, and I mean, lack. Yes. There's not much here. Not much food. Not much space. Everything is small. Water is small. Electricity is small. Especially in some part of Africa. When it goes off, it goes off. <laughs> so, so because we were brought up with very little, little space to sleep. So average family five, they are in one room. Anybody watching who sleeps one in a room or two in a room, you don't represent the typical African. Yeah. We traveled for some crusades in some, some parts of Africa. The cows are in the same room. The animals are in the same room with the, with the family. They are in it. Yes. For a reason, they move the kraal inside. So because we have been raised on very little, little money, little space, little food, little water, we have come to accept a little more than little as great. But when you walk with God, the standards differ. You have to keep advancing. I said you have to keep advancing. No level of excellence, no level of greatness, no level of might must cause you to be stagnant. So you see that black people, especially black people, Hardly rise far. Far. Hardly. A little excellent. Once, once we hear a hand clap, it signals the end. But there are certain people, when you clap for them, it's a sign that they can do more. When you go to typical African cities, I mean, I saw a picture today, interestingly, that I remember. I saw a picture today of a part of Accra, and the caption was, um, it said, I, I said, at long last, the skyline of Accra is changing. Some type of nice area in Accra, tall buildings and so on, in a, in a one mile square area, or less, half a mile square. <laughs> Typically, African cities, there are no buildings. The capital cities. Very little. Even the places they call central business district. I mean, <laughs> it's a shock in some places. And the reason is that we don't advance. The, 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 the continent in the world that should have had most skyscrapers should have been Africa. Because when we were building the pyramids in Egypt, 
the white man was in a decrepit village. You should see documentaries of New York just 400 years ago. New York. Four, four, five. I mean, you won't believe that this is New York. At that time, we were building pyramids. But there is something about the typical black African. When you celebrate him, it means that he should not advance. That it's okay. That he has arrived. That he must write a book. But ladies and gentlemen, we believers who have faith in God, our faith must keep us moving. No matter the size of your church, you must still hunger for a bigger church. No matter the size of your center, you must still hunger for a bigger center. No matter how you preach, you must believe God to preach better. No matter how you sing, you must trust God to sing more. You must come to a place where you are constantly moving forward. Faith is moving forward. Moving forward is to stop It's to step into new things that God leads you into. There will be uncertainty, which is one reason why people don't move forward. Because when you want to move forward and do better, it means you are risking something. There is uncertainty. There is risk. But that is where faith comes in. You see, anything that makes you that that makes you walk by faith is of God. Yes. That makes you walk by faith. That you are believing God. You are believing God. You have a big church. I told a brother this morning. I said, your church, until I see that you are having two services in your branch. You just started two or three months ago. Until I see that you are having two services in that center, I will not respect what you are doing. I will not respect it. The typical African pastor has one church service on a Sunday and he just closes, locks the door and he goes home. And they spend money Building church buildings, renting halls, only to use it for two hours and lock it and go home. Because there is no appetite and a, and, and a hunger for more. But you see, whenever you want to do more, whenever you want to take a new territory, it means that you are now stepping into risk. And it is in that risk that your faith is built. And when your faith is built, it means that you are posted to please God. May you please God. I said, may you please God. Yes, faith pleases God. Going forward into unknown territories pleases God. If you are a man of faith, you must move forward. As I preach now, may God show you which area of your life you must move forward. When you move forward, you are exercising faith. It's so easy. You know, there's nothing as relaxing and easy as a pastor having X number of members, 100 members, 20 members, 80 members, 16 members. And each time you come to church, they are there. They all come to a family church. 
you know, family, nice family. Every day, the same faces we see. 20 members all the time, 500 members all the time, 11 members all the time. And so, but once, once you want to move from 500 to 700, it will trigger all the engines that require faith. And you must not want, you must not want to be resting and be at ease. Amos 6 says, Woe to them that are at ease in Zion. Yeah. There is a curse on you. There is a curse. There, 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 is, there, is, there is a curse on you when you have no desire. Like you are resting. You are relaxing. Everything is okay. It's like you look around you and things are fine. I thank God for the pastor. He has placed over, over my head. I really bless God for his life. And I pray he lives very long. Because there is nothing that will let him plateau. At 29 or so, when God used him to build 29, moved, we moved into the Collegonal Cathedral, 29 years. A typical pastor would have made it his citadel of cathedral, cathedralis. But in no time, we moved to Kodesh. And then even between Kolegono and Kodesh, we began to move into different parts of Accra. From Kodesh, somebody, if somebody having Kodesh as his headquarters, I mean, he must first of all be made a Pope, a charismatic Pope. But he said, no, moving to first love. I pray that you will also have that spirit. Yes, you must excel. But remember that in the Bible, there is what we call more excellence. More excellence. People who have stagnant ministries. One church building, they paint till they die. Have stopped working by faith. I repeat, people who have stagnant ministries have stopped working by faith. Your preaching is the same. Because each time you preach, people clap for you. You have walked walking by faith. And you are displeasing God. You must believe God to preach better. To preach and prophesy. To preach and evangelize. That your preaching, when you start speaking like Jesus, people begin to be healed. Yes, it's also a level of preaching. As not, not that you are now, like you are on the stage saying that place your hand on your eye, place your hand on your left hip. No, as you are speaking English, people are being healed. It's a level. Receive that level. As I receive that level. Yes. And then when you are preaching, as you are speaking, people are screaming. Demons are screaming. Have you gotten there? Why are you not Believing God. Because you see, when you believe God to preach better, it will let you act. We've learned already that faith is obedience. Faith makes you move. Faith makes you act. I pray that today you will not accept any area of your life as a final area. 
I pray that whatever God has blessed you with will become the pedestal on which you are going to launch into higher heights. Wow. John kept moving. When Jesus dictated letters to him for the seven churches in Revelations 1, Revelations 2, Revelations 3, Revelations 4, a word came to him. The word said, come up here, up, up, up. That is, where you are, it's not the end. There is a higher level. May God lift your ministry up. May God push you forward. May his hand advance you. May you see better ways of doing the same thing. To move forward is to walk by faith. Every time you move forward, there is uncertainty. And you are not sure whether you will succeed or not. Walking in the uncertainty creates the risk that characterizes every step of faith. May you every day be believing God for something. May the center leader be believing God that the next center service will see new believers, new faces. May the center leader, listening to me, believe God that in a month's time, your number would have grown by five. That you would have had some singers in your church. That you'd have had some, 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 some new ashes. That you'd have had a new follow-up team. Believe God. That faith makes you go forward. That's how to please God. You don't please God by admiring your great works. You don't please God by sitting down in an armchair and being a master of all you survey. You don't please God by just going to God, worshiping him and thanking him but for the things he has done. Beautiful. We have to do that all the time. It's called gratitude. Gratefulness. But it is actually in itself the foundation for the next level. Yes, whatever you have ever thanked God for should have been, should have been the foundation for something better ahead. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. And if your heart is ready, there will be something God will tell you. As a pastor of a church, I mean, God has always shown me better ways of doing things. There must be a forward movement. And I want to ask you today, as I conclude, what is it that God has called you to do? I mean, what is the area of life God is asking you to perfect. Some of us, when you talk about your great works in life, whether it is ministry or marriage or your education or whatever, it's always in the past. Yes, always in the past because your life does not go forward. There should be nothing. I said, there should be nothing that should stop you from going forward. If you read Nehemiah chapter 6, you see in verse 1, it came to pass when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem the, Anak, the, the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had builded the wall 
and that there was no breach left therein. Though at that time, I had not set up the doors upon the gates. That Sanballat and Geshem sent unto me saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me mischief. And I sent messengers unto them saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave and come down to you? See, this is a man who doesn't want to stop building. We learned that he had already built even though some doors and core were not intact. And sometimes the people who are enemies want to see that we don't advance. Always. And unfortunately, we stop our work. We stop our prayers. We stop our prayers. We stop our time in the word. We stop our time with the members and follow the, 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 the desires of our enemies. The, we, 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 we stop the, the, the great work God has given us and we launch into unnecessary adventures. But Nehemiah was not ready. Ne- Nehemiah said, no, never, never. No, I'm still building. Let me repeat it. It came to pass, verse 1. When Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had built the wall. That is, the wall was built. The wall was built. Some of us would now have said, now it's time to also see what is not. Let me just go and visit some, some of the uh, enemies and see how their churches are working. You must have no time on people who don't, who don't admire you, who don't believe in you. But some of us have time. We have time to read the things they write. We have time to watch the things they post. We have time to spend time discussing their discourses. You have time. But not Emma. No, 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 no. No. He said, I'm doing something. I'm doing something. I want to tell you that one of the tricks of your enemy is to prevent you from advancing. Don't play into your enemy's hand. I said, don't play into your enemy's hand. Don't, don't, don't fulfill the wish of your enemy. That all you can say about your ministry is that it was great four years ago. It was great last year. What about this year? What about this year? I believe I'm having the greatest time of my life in ministry now. And I'm believing God. That next year, if I'm alive, I will say the same thing. That this is the best time of my life. Solomon said, why do you have to say that the best times were in your past? Anyone who speaks that way has not spoken wisely. I pray for you that your enemy will not prevent you. Your enemy will not let you stop building. Listen to me. No matter how far you have built, no matter the completedness of your wall, there is still something to do. Yes, 
Your life must be a life that has no time for your enemies. I see you advancing in spite of your enemies. I said, I see you advancing in spite of your enemies. Yes. You know, when people advance, when you see a pastor with a hundred members, which is a big church, fighting and advancing into 110, 120, and building. It's not because he doesn't have problems. You see, some of you want to finish dealing with your problems and your enemies and watching them scatter before you advance. My dear friend, you advance in spite of your enemies. If you are waiting for your problems to end before you gather yourself to build your center, to build your hub, to build your zone, to build your church. If you are waiting for your marital problems to cool down, if you are waiting for your son to come back to his right mind, if you are waiting for your health to do well, before you advance, I'm saying that you don't know God. The people who work with God, they advance in spite of when Moses collected millions of Jews from Israel, from Egypt, excuse me, from Egypt, when they crossed Egypt, the Egyptian border, they knew it was over. To them, they had made it. But you don't make it. You don't make it. There's no time of your life that you will make it. It's only when you knock up, there's wood. On the right, there's wood. On the left, there's wood. And below you, there's wood. Then you know that it's over. But until there's wood on your left and right and above and behind, you are advancing. Well, there are friends around you. Or there are enemies around you. Some of you have just crossed one border and you think it's okay. Moses was surprised. He couldn't believe it. When they had left Egypt and he looked behind him and the Egyptian army was coming hard after them. Madaga, something must be boiling in you now. Behind Moses and the Israelites were the Egyptians and their chariots and their bows, and their arrows, and their spears, and even even the ferocity of their faces. Behind was the enemy. In front was the Red Sea. Said it's over. So the Bible says, he cried to God. This is a leader. Because when your enemies are behind you, Exodus 14, 15. He cried to God that God should help him. And verse 15, the Lord said to Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak to the children of Israel that they go forward. Speak to the children of Israel. That is, you go forward in spite of the Red Sea in front of you. 
Yes. You don't go forward when there's flat land, when there's nice green grass. You don't go forward when the road is tired. You go forward when there is the Red Sea. Yes. Some of you have stopped because something in front of you is ministering no more. But we need people we need pastors. We need shepherds. We need leaders. We need anointed men who will say, never. Never. My dear friend, faith is going forward. And as I end, I want to inform you, in case you don't know, that's why God sent me to tell you. You don't go forward when, only when all is well. You don't go forward only when there is peace. You go forward when there are enemies in front of you. You go forward when there is pain in front of you. You go forward when there are... That is what requires faith. I'm preaching about faith. You can see a barrier in front of you. Yes, you can see that the way you speak as a stammerer, preaching is not your portion. Yours is the keyboard. Yours is the drums. Yours is that. But God says, go and preach my word. You got to believe. Ladies and gentlemen, God is looking for people who in spite of the Red Sea in front of them, he said, why are you standing there moaning, crying, complaining, murmuring? Speak to my people that they go Forward. Forward where? Into the sea. Believing that when you get there, somehow, somehow, the power of God will make room on, in the sea that you will walk on dry land and that God reward their faith. Many of you have stopped because of the Red Sea in front of you, because of some deaths, because of some sickness, because of some problem, because of your pregnancy, because of your education, because of your marriage. But God says, whatever is in front of you should not stop you from moving ahead. I see you advancing in your ministry. I see you preaching. I see you preaching. I see you preaching. No money. So build a church. Yeah. I can tell you. How do you build a church? You build a church by buying Bibles. Having a good phone. You spend money to build. If you're even bossing people. You spend money. But ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Even when there's no money in your pocket. You move. As I keep moving. As you are moving, God himself will do it. As as you are moving, a lot of the times, you don't need money. See, the things money could buy, the the things money is able to buy, God will provide them without giving you the money to buy. At the end of the day, you would have also done what people with money also did. May you have faith. I said, may you have faith to overcome adversity. May adversity not stop you. I said, may adversity not stop you. Yes, all of us come to a place in our lives where we say, no, I have this problem, so I can't preach. I have this problem, so I can't do well. I can't, I mean, I'm too agitated. I'm too agitated. 
But ladies and gentlemen, God sees the Red Sea in front of you. And he says, just keep moving. It's better to walk into the sea pleasing God than to stand on dry ground displeasing God and dying and going to hell. I said, and those who walk into the sea, ha, I came to announce to you, those who walk into the sea, when they are about to touch the sea, the sea becomes dry. May whatever is threatening your life, you may whatever is preventing your advancement, may whatever is stagnating your, 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 your advancement, may it find you advancing in spite of, walk into the barrier. Walk into it. Walk into it. Believe God that you go to school. Last week I saw on social media a boy who has been admitted into a school. He must be about 11 years or 8 years. 8, 9. He has he's received admission. You know, you, you know why? His parents had died. And for a year, every day he would take a book, a textbook, and be walking around the school. Nine years. Walking around the school. When we are having assembly, he goes there. When we all enter the classroom, he sits under a tree. He sat there, he sat there, he sat there, and one day, the headmaster said, you know, you, you this boy, enter the classroom. I said, enter the classroom. I said, enter the classroom. A nine-year-old boy is able to have faith and persist. You with hair under your armpits. You saluted pain. You saluted poverty. Your beloved left you so you won't do ministry anymore. You are sick so God can go to hell. God going to hell? Wow! God should go to hell. But not. Not Job. Not Job. He kept advancing. Yes. He had the greatest faith by the time he was dying. He had the greatest relationship with God by the time he was dying. But his wife disappeared. I pray that adversity will not let you disappear. I pray that sickness will not let you vanish. I pray that pain will not numb your feelings for the Lord. I pray that challenges will not cause you to plateau. Receive the grace to keep going forward. I tell you, listen to me. There is nobody you see doing well or doing something who doesn't have challenges. Everybody is ministering with pain. Paul gave it a name. A thorn in the flesh. Some of you want to have Vaseline on your flesh and not a thorn in your flesh. We, he, said, he prayed and God said, my friend, better go to the next town and preach because my grace is sufficient for you. I don't know what has made you withdraw. I don't know what has made you freeze. I do, and whatever has made you freeze is legitimate. Oh, yes. If you tell us your story, we will cry. I know it. If you sit down and tell us what you are going through, 
will say we are sorry. We will kneel down and beg you. But not God. God. It's your problem like the Red Sea that you are going to step inside. Some of you even a swimming pool. Can you survive a swimming pool? But God said, read again. Exodus 14, 15. He said, why do you stand there and cry to me? Many of us are crying in the ministry. Crying in life. My this, my here, my there, my money, my school, my education, my, my job. My wife beat me last week. My children, my son is on drugs. Do you know the preachers who are preaching with their sons on drugs? Faith doesn't respect barriers. Whenever you see anybody using his current life's problems to explain to you why he can't do something, you are looking at a faithless person. Yes. Because what that person is telling you Somebody has a similar problem. Sorry, I said similar. Forgive me. Worse. Somebody is going through worse. Yesterday, it was Monday, yes. I watched the movie. I've forgotten the title. I've forgotten the title. <laughs> I've forgotten the title. But the guy who starred, who was the main actor in that movie, was the guy who acted the um, Wakanda film. What's the name of the Wakanda film? Black Panther. Yes, that guy. He died, not so. He died. When did he die? 2018. Or 2020. Last year, 2020. Last year. Yes, he died of cancer. Yeah, he was a star in that Wakanda movie. He said Black Panther. No, so yes, that was when. I mean, the Black Panther was that film, 2018. He died, and the guy died in 2020. The movie I watched was a late 2019 movie, and I saw that Chadwick guy. He was a, he, he was a star. He was a star. Lean. When I saw him, I said, this guy, nobody knew that he had cancer. I'm sure on the set, there were nurses and was receiving drips. Cancer. He was dying, my brother. He was dying. But he was acting his last movie. Yes, but you don't have cancer. You, is that your leg which is paining you at the back here? Is that your finger which is twisted? Say it's okay. That's what Jesus Christ said. The children of this world are wiser. Yes, and I and I agree with him. God's kingdom is full of fools. It's full of fools who retire. When an unbeliever at the same place would rather be advancing. Yes. Cancer. Do you have cancer? Yours is just offense. Yours is just offense. I don't know what you will do. 
if you have cancer. He acted fully. Fully. With cancer in his body. You see today's pastor, when he's 42 years, he retires. Once his stomach becomes big, he retires. Once he crosses 50, he retires. But God says that no matter what is in front of you, yes, if Satan can encourage people to keep moving when they have cancer, may God also encourage you to keep moving when you have cancer. Or may you preach when you have cancer. May you preach when your heart is broken. May you preach when there's no money in your pocket. May you preach. May you go forward. 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 If the village where your center is, there's no one there. Bars people to the center and increase your attendance. May no devil, may no situation, may no pain, may no gain cause you to be stable. What do you have in your body? Waist pain. Waist pain. Do you know how often we have stood here preaching? Where things we cannot mention. Do you know the number of times I'll finish crying in my office and come and take a microphone to preach? Do you know how we are standing here? You think we have eaten a bar and we have come to stand here? It's not like that. I pray for you today that you will rise up and stop giving excuses because your excuses, eh, it may make your pastor cry. It may make your pastor sympathize with you. But I tell you that God looks at you and will call you wicked and ungrateful servant. Because what you have, others have more. What has God called you to do? What has God called you to do? What do you have on your heart as God's will for your life? I pray that your motion will only be forward. I said your motion will only be forward. Your motion will not be backward. Your motion will be inspired. I said, people who move forward, they don't move forward because everything is okay. They move forward in spite of. Lift your two hands. I don't know what your in spite of is. But you want to lift up your two hands. Ha! Most of us are fair weather Christians. Fair weather. When you see a pastor serving actively, it means he's not been offended. But we want to see you offended and you are still having a smile. Yes. Offended by what treatment you have received. But you are still moving on. Yes, because I read something. They said, when people act as if they don't care, they really don't care. So better move on. People don't care anyway. Move on and look to God who cares for you. And by the way, you are not serving a church. You are not serving a bishop. You are not serving a branch. You are serving God. And he is your rewarder. Lift your hands and ask the Lord for energy to keep running. What is your problem? You've not married at this age. You don't have a child at this age. You are not well. You have cancer. 
cancer patients are acting. Why can a cancer patient not preach? I pray. I pray that God will help me to live this way till I die. Madiga Lobaga. Lift your hands and pray. Those online, lift your hands and pray. Pray for yourself because faith is moving forward. So what Exodus 40, 15. Why do you stand there and cry to me? Tell my people that there is a sea in front of them, but they should move in that direction. Some of you, if God sent you to your village, you won't go because the witches are there. But God says, whatever is in front of you cannot, should not, must not stop you from advancing. I pray today, lift your hands for energy. 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 The excuses and the complaints. And my hair, my there, my nose, my leg, my nose, my whatever is too much. Cancer patients are acting. Lean. You can see that the guy is not the, that same Black Panther guy. He's lean, but he's acting. He's holding a gun and he's entering to go and shoot for money. For money. For money. Lift your two hands. Makalabasa. Manimoshi Mahandalaba. Ramakata Baba. Your wife is beating you. Come and preach. It will, it will console you. It will refresh you. Your husband doesn't talk to you. Go and do the outreach. We are tired of complaints. Madabashatakabayanda. Randimosi Pataba. Mekandimoshka. Hey, 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 hey. Lift your hands and pray. Ask the Lord for energy, 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 energy. 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 Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. I want every shepherd. Go, go, pastor. Go and watch. The movie is 21 Bridges. It's called 21 Bridges. Yeah. Go and watch it. Watch it and see a cancer patient acting. If you watch Black Panther before, you will see that that guy is, is not well. It's not well. Wicked Christian. You are wicked. You are wicked. You are standing there. Your center was 23 months ago. You are now five, but nothing moves you. Wicked. You wait and see. In fact, God told the Israelites when they were complaining and so on, he said, uh, our children there's problems on the wilderness our children will die and God said the, the things you are complaining about you will rather die of them and your children will live go and read numbers and it's true by the time they were entering all of them had died and the children whom they said were going to die were the ones who were alive and entering and marching marching villain. lift your two hands please if you can if you are not too rich if you are not too rich you can lift your hands and pray to the Lord for grace to keep advancing. Yes. Pain in your body. Pain in your heart. Broken heart. No money. Your child is not well. Your mother has died. Your what has what? I said your what has what? Faith is moving 
forward move move yes we know you are not well but move there's a new land there's a new territory there's a new level there's a new realm and those who ascend are not those who are well but they are those who are sick those who ascend are not those without problems but they are those with issues those who preach are not those with marital harmony and domestic peace but they are those with tongues on their side but they are advancing and pressing on lift your hands and pray Nikatoma Pray, pray. We are praying. Pray. Ramasande Kabalabasata. Ramaside. Ramadaba. Ramadaba. Ramakatalabasata. Lift your hands. Somebody is receiving grace. Somebody is receiving grace. Grace to help in time of need. We all have needs. We all have needs. Kadima Sapa. Your beloved left you. Keep preaching. He said the time is so short that those who are rich should behave as though they were not rich. Yes. Those whose hearts are broken should behave as if they are macho men. Why? Because the time. And those who have money and are doing business as though they owned nothing. You don't come into God's kingdom with your issues and whether with these positive issues or negative issues. What must be done is done. Madagaba. Father, we thank you for a beautiful day, beautiful evening. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the grace to preach your word. Thank you. Thank you. Our lives are changed. And our lives will never be the same again. Every eye closed and every head bowed. Every eye closed and every head bowed. There's somebody in this service, whether virtual or in person, I don't know where you are, but your heart is yearning for God. This evening, I don't know how you came online or how you walked into the church, but your heart is yearning for God. I want to pray with you to receive Jesus Christ into your life as your personal savior. God, he is the only one who gives us the grace to advance. Lift up your two hands, everyone, and let's say this prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I'm grateful to you for the privilege, the privilege to hear your word. I realize I am a sinner Please wash me. Please cleanse me. Please wash my sins. Please receive me. Make me your child. Today, I declare, I am born again. I'm your child. I am your child. I am your child. Thank you for a great salvation I've experienced today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.